0: Hey, it's Ron McLean. Welcome to Hockey Talk on the Rock. With Laura and Keith.
1: It's interesting.
0: So let's back up a second.
1: He played absolutely out of his mind. It made
0: no sense to me. And now, here are your hosts. Here we go. We are back doing Hockey Talk on the Rock, episode number 71. We last talked midway through the Arizona game. We're back talking midway through (laughs) the other Arizona game. Um, since then, the Canucks have had a pretty good week, Woo! so take it away, let's talk yeah, some Canucks. The
1: Canucks have won every game they've played uh, the last, since we last talked, and they've looked like a pretty dominant team at times, so I think we can get into the negative thing a bit later because I want to be mostly positive here.
0: A.K.A. the third period versus Vegas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, you know i i wrote the canucks off in the last episode i said they weren't going to make the playoffs and then they strung a bunch of wins together and are looking like they're going to make things interesting at least um I, I still think they're they're in tough, but you know i'm not going to say that they're totally out of it now because i feel like every time i write them off they like i interjected out. last time nothing's impossible
0: <laughs> Anything can happen. Yeah. But the math's not the, the math f- isn't favorite.
1: great, but the thing that's happened since we last talked too is that LA has slumped and the Canucks now well they they're playing one of their games in hand, which they should win. They're up six one now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, against Arizona, but they're gonna be four points back and they play two games against uh LA directly head to head. So if they win those two games then that's something. The problem is is that Vegas, Vegas is still ahead of them. Yeah. So, you know
0: They have to pass Vegas they have to pass and Vegas
1: LA. and LA and then I mean if Dallas slipped out that that would be nice to give them like a second opportunity. But I think that Dallas is, is less mm-hmm. likely just because they're further ahead in the games and the regulation wins and all that fun it's stuff. Closing up though. It is closing up. But we'll see how it goes um for them <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and then,
0: the Canucks have one game against Dallas coming up too. they
1: do and obviously like I think the three biggest games left on the schedule for for like obvious reasons is Dallas LA LA and you know the Canucks schedule that's the other thing like looking at it it's not bad like the <laughs> they've kind of gone through their heavier part and now they get they get Arizona again they get Seattle twice um so those are all games you know that you hope they win yeah um and then those three and then I think it's Calgary Edmonton and so obviously Calgary Edmonton uh, those games will be tough because they're gonna be fired up to try and knock the Canucks out of the playoff race I would assume but yeah I mean the other thing we can talk about besides just the overall play of the Canucks been really good is we just saw him score three points in that period but Pod Colson seems to have really arrived as yeah. an NHL player now and it's really good to see and that he's kind of the power forward style player that Canucks have been looking for for a really long time. And so it's exciting to, to see him actually putting pucks in the net and driving to the net, but also his shot, like there's a lot to like there. And if he can consistently or next year come back, you know, stronger and consistently be a point producer, then that really helps the Canucks outlook as well. And tying into that is the play, obviously, of Pedersen, too, over the last little while has been insane, which is really good to see, and really gains all my hope in him as a franchise player, but again, for Pedersen, he really has to, you know, put it together for a full season now. We've seen this a few years in a row where, I mean, his first year was pretty good. He did have a, he hit a bit of a wall in the second half, but... Since then, he's had periods where he's looked not great, and then periods where he looks super dominant. You wonder how much of it's to do the injury to his wrist, but he needs to put those doubters to bed and just put together a full season of Mm -hmm. dominant, dominant hockey. I thought specifically that second game against Vegas, Pedersen was great. I liked the way he was engaging physically in the play as well as obviously on the scoreboard. But I thought that was one of his most dominant games. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know
0: if you have anything to say on those. Yeah, two. no, I mean, like, I'm totally infatuated with <laughs> Pod Colson's play, like, since he's become more um, confident, like we talked about. Even if they fall short of the playoffs, yeah. they papered him. So, like, I'd probably be tempted to be watching some NHL playoff games to see how he does down there. Because yeah. the way he's playing right now in the big leagues makes you think that he would be dominant if he kept it up. And, um, you know, we're talking about how good they're doing since we talked last. And yeah. it's also amazing when, like you mentioned earlier, how... Um, they're playing without like three of their top nine wingers. And yeah. so they've got park and stepping up, Chase On stepping up. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was the other player I wanted to talk about and I yeah. forgot. But. So
0: he's on a five game point streak <laughs> with like nine points and five goals or something. And Do you
1: think they resign sign him?
0: Nah, maybe. I think they like can convince year, him
1: on the same deal. I yeah, feel like
0: or maybe a mill. Yeah. Because he's a perfectly fine yeah. bottom six, but fill in on the power play exactly. if he needs to or whatever. Yeah. He's he's an NHL player. He's yeah. not quite out, no. But uh, yeah, for that value, he's on. He's a perfectly fine roster yeah. player for them right now, and he's stepping up a lot, which is great. Yep. Yeah. Um, even Sheldon is going yeah. on the scoreboard tonight. So yeah. there's uh, players stepping up in the absence of people like Hallgander, yeah. Besser, and Pearson, Pearson. And Pearson, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, even Highmore, like you know we're talking like that fourth line <laughs> of Richardson, Burroughs, and Drys. Like it doesn't feel. <laughs> like a legit fourth line but they're winning Yep. and so you can't really complain uh i mean the other thing that's been really good about the canucks and you kind of touched on it in your talk was just the, how dominant their power play has been um i read somewhere that i think since the beginning of march they, they have the number one power play in the league oh, nice. so they've been really hot and I, I like again another props to another player is i think bo Horvat who did get her in this game, so I'm hoping he's back for the third period, because that's the only one that I'm slightly freaked out about if he goes down. But he has played, I think, probably his best hockey as a Canuck. And it, it is funny, because, again, in the middle of the year, he was slumping, and there was a lot of critique about his play, and I feel like he's responded really well to that. Yeah. And he's been dominant for a while now, too. So it's good to see. So, you know, if, if the Canucks keep getting performances like this, they're probably going to stay in the hunt, and we'll see if they can squeak in um, and,
0: and of course Demko's back to being Demko
1: Demko is yeah he's he's just a star yeah but the negative as you touched on was that third period against Vegas and when I was watching it when they hadn't gotten a shot you know <laughs> with however many minutes left and then they got credited with the shot on that one that Dump wouldn't in. have crossed yeah. the line Anyway, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, if you give up a two goalie lead and you don't like generate any scoring chances in a period, you probably in a must win game, you probably don't deserve to be in the playoffs. But I mean, if you flip it and you think about the second period and how dominant the Canucks were and how bad Vegas looked, I think you could say the same thing for Vegas in the sense that that was a must win game and they let it slip away in the third, um, the second and then crawl back in the 3rd Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was nice It was nice to see them win in overtime. Yeah. But.
0: Too bad Vegas got the point. Yeah, too and you bad. Could, you could feel it coming, yeah. too. Oh, like, yeah. It was one of those Canucks collapses. You just, you didn't want to admit to yourself it was coming, <laughs> but you knew it was coming. As
1: soon as they scored the first goal, I was like, yeah, they're tying it. And then, yeah. But anyway, I, I mean, they won. And it was confusing emotions that night because it was like they won, but everything on the out-of-town scoreboard. <laughs> And Vegas getting a point kind of
0: derailed it. So anyway. Just like tonight. Just like tonight, except,
1: yeah, they're destroying Arizona, which they should do. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, other than that, there's uh, not a lot of league news as we just kind of, like, mold what the playoffs are going to look like here in the last little stretch. Um, Austin Matthews breaking the Leafs single season goal record. We know everyone in Vancouver, including you, loves talking with the Leafs. (laughs) um
1: specifically Matthews too
0: yeah so I mean he has really been on fire and I mean there's a lot of hype about how he got 50 goals in 50 games but it wasn't from the beginning of the year and there's a whole but still pretty impressive what he's doing um and now he's officially the greatest goal scorer (laughs) in Leafs history (laughs) like I don't know
1: I mean I'll say this so two things the fact that it's over a hundred year old like franchise and he's their greatest goal scorer ever is quite a feat yeah like uh, it, it, Toronto is such an interesting franchise because if you go back and look at it, it isn't like Montreal who had all these star players, you know, early on. They had, you know, they've had an average team for a lot of their existence, yet they're so popular. Yeah. Um and I mean, I'm happy like it, one part of me is happy for Leafs fans that it's like, okay, you have something that you can cheer about. I just think he's a bit of a douchebag, but he is exceptionally good at hockey and I mean, I think the whole 50 and 50 thing, like, he did score 50 and 50 games. I know it's not going to officially count, but I think people that want to, like, totally poo on it, it's like, it's the same thing. Yeah. And you can say what you want. I mean, I'm a big O V fan, but Ovechkin never did the 50 and 50. He came close one year, but it was, like, draped over two seasons, so it also wouldn't have counted. But right. i remember there being like a bit of talk about it when that happened but obviously it's toronto it's gonna be everywhere he's gonna be compared to all these great players immediately which is why people get sick of the talk yeah but it's it is amazing um and so props to him um and
0: yeah i mean props to uh goal scoring across the league this year because it's up
1: it's crazy like the amount of people crossing
0: over the 100 mark this year is insane and like setting career highs and franchise records i think kaprazov now has like the rookie and normal like veteran (laughs) records records for for minnesota Minnesota. for goals and points like
1: it'll be interesting to see like next year what happens because i think there's a couple things right like you have all these star players who are really seeming to come into their own and putting up all these points but I also think that maybe there's not as many good like star goaltenders in the league as there were even like five years ago, mm-hmm. and if we're kind of seeing a shift there. But I'm really interested to see like in the next couple of years if the scoring keeps up or if this is just a blip, because it's fun. Like, it is fun to see this many goals, and it does seem like, in general, every game now has a lot of goals. But the other thing I wanted to say was, on top of scoring being up, if you look at the standings specifically in the east every team that makes the playoffs in the east this year might have over 100 points oh. if wa- washington's the only one that's like iffy right but like everyone else is gonna do it which is pretty crazy when you think about yeah that. so i don't know it seems to be like a lot of have have not in the league and you know they wanted to make everything so that it was competitive and there was parity in the league but i feel like right now there's also a bit of splitting in terms of that
0: especially in that conference because like in that we've been conference. talking about for i feel like over a month that yeah. we know who's gonna yeah. be in the playoffs in the east i
1: mean props like props to the islanders for even making this conversation last this long because i know like they have they've played better of late but it's still not good enough and that will go <laughs> into my last topic but <laughs> to briefly touch on um which is the idea of a playing tournament because i think this year is a prime example of why it would be good, and I'm not talking about like a full-on series. I'm talking about like what the NBA, like does. the NBA does. Yeah. And I think if you took, you know, those two wild card spots, and then whoever finishes ninth and tenth in the division, so like right now in the West, it would be Nashville, Dallas, Vancouver, and Vegas, and have them play like a single game against each other.
0: Yeah. So how the NBA does yeah. it. Yeah. Is seven and eight play each other? Yeah. Winner gets seven. Yeah. Loser plays the winner of yeah. nine and yeah. ten. Yeah. So, like number eight, like if they lose that first game, they have a second chance, chance. to make exactly. it in, which is nice. So they get rewarded for finishing higher yeah. at least. I really like it. Um, I I bet the owners would be big on it because yeah. it's an extra money, extra money, <laughs> extra couple home games or whatever for you know, and and like big implication games too. Yeah. So obviously they'd be like sold out. Yeah. And
1: I mean, if you think about like this year, right, especially because you seem to have like, like Washington in the East has slumped hard um, in the last little bit here. And so if they had to play a play in and say they play the Islanders in that like 8-9 or whoever wins that 9-10 matchup. Like I could see the Islanders getting in over Washington and mm-hmm. it being interesting and it kind of rewards a team like Vancouver who had a bad start and then fought so hard to get back into it yeah. if they can win those games.
0: Yeah, so, no, I mean I don't know if it'll happen right away, but I do feel like the NBA just like it. such it like such positive criticism if that's the right two words to put together <laughs> there, um, since they've done it a year ago, yeah. is, like, I feel like NHL is going to look at that and at the next CBA. I feel like that'll be a serious discussion. Yeah. I, uh, it'll I'm be great. I'm all, it. uh, yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah. I think that's kind of what I have. Okay. Do you have well, anything
0: else? I don't have anything else. Yeah. No. Um, no. So, yeah, we'll go finish watching the rest of the Arizona Canucks games. <laughs> yeah. And uh, next time we talk, we'll have a better idea of what's happening. Canucks have a big break. They don't play again until Monday, yeah. it's Thursday now, yeah. um, against San Jose, is that right?
1: No, at Dallas. It's Dallas on Monday, Dallas yeah. on Monday, okay, yeah. so
0: big week coming up. Yeah. So we'll have a better idea of what's going on in a week's time, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about other stuff, Yeah. things, hockey, here we go, Hockey Talk on the Rock, episode 71, thanks for listening. <laughs>